Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 13 of the Moderately Athletic Podcast. Last week's episode was 12, but I said 11, and now we're back on track. I am your host, Sam Wontuck, and like every week, I am joined by Ethan Decker and Tyler Nautical. Ethan, I want to check in with you quick because... You promised last week that you'd come up with your favorite TV catchphrase, and I'm guessing you probably didn't, but I'm going to put you on the spot because if you didn't, you're a liar. Just because we've been watching Community lately, and that's the most show, that's the most watched show we've been watching lately, I'm just going to say, uh, cool, cool, cool. Not Pop, that's Pop. Fair. Oh, Pop, Pop's pop, a good one, too. Pop, Pop, okay. Pop. I'll allow it's a good one, too. But. I'll allow it. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones, for sure, uh, from that show alone. But I'm glad that you did come up with one. And so That's great. Tyler, uh, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good, actually. Um, I'm bummed that the Packers lost to the Giants. We'll touch on that a little later, or a little bit more later. But um, fantasy team, 5-0. and it's lonely on top deck. That's all I got to say. The only undefeated team in our league, so pretty happy about that. Made I, some I, made some trades, too. Like, it seems like, finally, trades are happening, and I seem to be the, I seem to be one of the two participants in most of them, but I had pieces to move. I had pieces to gain. So, yeah, pretty excited about it. I, w- I will say, the loss I had this week, my opponent put up 170 points. I, I'm not yeah. even mad. Bravo to if Joey Rank's listening to this. Bravo, a fantastic week. Yeah, you know, uh, and some of us are uh, very happy and content with three and two. Yeah. Moving on, though, uh, we have our we have our week five reactions. Uh, we're gonna talk about the games that happened. I mean, a lot of. <laughs> I mean, outside of like scores, you know, there there was a lot of really interesting things that uh, happened this week that we'll, we'll touch on as we get to those games. But let's start with our London game that happened. It was the Giants versus the Packers, as Tyler briefly touched on, a disappointing loss. I had said in the introduction last week that this could be a deceptively close game, and it was actually more than that. The Giants put up 17 unanswered points in a win, and uh, yeah, uh, Tyler, you can start us off. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it. you know, it's like, <clears throat> obviously it sucks to lose to the Giants, but it's it's partially because, you know, it's the Giants, but on one hand, you got to start thinking, okay, they're 4-1. and one. They've kind of got to be 4-1 and one for a reason, you know? It's rare that, it, it, it hasn't happened before, yes, but it's rare that bad teams start off seasons this well. Um, or should I say, like, absolutely horrendous teams like we thought the Giants were going to be this year. So, you know, they obviously are exceeding expectations right now. Um, and I think all that falls to Dable. Dable is coaching his ass off, and he coached a phenomenal second half against the Packers. And with that second half, you know, it's like the it's this has been the Packers' season. It's tales of two halves, it feels like. You know, they have... Either their first half is amazing and their second half, that's where teams kind of creep up and either, um, or that's where they make it closer, win the game, which we saw this week, or they have a bad first half and then pull away in the second. You know, they they haven't played a complete game yet this year. And I, I said, 
uh, last week that, you know, when we start, as the year as the year goes on, we'll see the Packers kind of pull away from bad teams. That could have happened if they played a they, if they played the second half like they played their first half, but they didn't. They haven't put together a full game, and until they do that, we can't beat these average to you know below average teams like we thought the Giants were going to be. Uh, but like I said, props to the Giants. You know, it's it's hard to coach a successful offense with Daniel Jones, but he looked phenomenal in that second half, just absolutely shredding apart a very good Packers defense still. And it, this Giants offense obviously looked a hell of a lot better than we thought we were, they were going to be. And it just goes to show, you know, one week this Packers offense might look efficient, um, but and then the next, you know, it, it comes back to lack of receiving help, and it's just not there. And we need to do something about it ASAP. Otherwise, we can kiss the playoffs goodbye if we're losing to teams like the Giants. So, um, am I worried about the Packers? Not really. We go up. We go up against the Jets next week. We'll talk about that um, in the next episode. But Packers rarely lose two in a row. Could I see it happening? Yes, but um, I I think that they have a bounce back game. And the Giants from here on, you know, they're they're just building on what's supposed to be a. A down year you know this is like the Bengals of last year you know they have high or they had very low expectations and are greatly exceeding them I don't think the Giants are going to make the Super Bowl but they're doing um far beyond uh, what I thought they were capable of at least so yeah it's definitely uh very surprising to have a Giants team that is four and one I think a big part of that that you didn't really touch on when you were talking about them is definitely the fact that they have their very good run game back with Saquon. It's something that they've been lacking the past two, uh, three seasons. So it's 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 very nice for them to have that back. It's definitely yeah. helping them win and games. Let, let me just a say lot. let me just say, if Saquon isn't like an at least an offensive player of the year candidate, maybe even MVP candidate by the end of the year if he's playing like this, it's rigged. Okay. You Giants team is on Saquon's back. Now, this game, not so much. Daniel Jones played a really good game, but the past four weeks, it's been all Saquon, so I think he like, yes, he's back. Yes, we gotta start, like, giving him he's, like, the elite, elite praise that he should be getting. Yeah, uh, that is... I mean, I agree 100%, but I definitely do think that for the MVP, it's probably going to be like a Josh Allen or something. Well, yeah, obviously, obviously it's going to go deserved, to a quarterback, but, right? But, you know, yeah. it's who is most valuable to the team. And, well, that's how I look at it. And could, could the Giants win the games that they have won without Saquon Barkley? Hell no. So. Nope. Yeah, <clears throat> Decker, anything to add to this? Yeah. No, I love what I'm seeing from the Giants right now. Like, 4-1, and one, nobody would have guessed. And the fact is, you know, they're gonna, they're probably going to be a playoff team because when I look at their schedule, they're 4-1 and one right now. They get have games coming up for the rest of the year against a Jacksonville team they could beat, Seattle they could beat, Houston they should beat, Detroit. They get two against Washington, Indy. Like, all those games I could see Giants winning. And... Like like we said, you know Saquon is carrying this team. Offensive player of the year favorite. 
or, or should be. And Daniel Jones, you know, while he's not a great quarterback by all means, he's doing enough. Yeah. He made a, a lot of good third-down throws on Sunday's game to extend some drives, like impressive throws that I didn't really think he had in him. And the defense isn't phenomenal, but it's doing enough right now. And and you can see what Wink Martindale, their new defense coordinator, is paying dividends. You know, they're getting they're, – they're blitzing when they need to be blitzing, making yeah. getting their defensive linemen getting their hands in the air like those last two uh, throws by Rodgers to end the game, getting tipped. So I love what I'm seeing from the Giants. Dable, coach of the year favorite. For the Packers, it's it's you know that run defense is still very concerning to see to see um, how they've been performing, and offensive wise, it's just Rodgers looks so so off to me. Like he's just. I can't think of the last time. I'm trying to like actually think. When did he last connect on like a 30 yard, 40 yard deep ball? It seems like he's just missing so many of those okay, here. He like, did like, miss. He did miss a few like long passes this game. Whether it was miscommunication, a bad throw, or like like just the receiver like just got interfered with. He the Packers before this week were tied for second most explosive plays in the league whether that be passing or rushing. So they are hitting big plays on offense. We just didn't see him this game. And I, that's, you know, part of the reason why they lost, big reason why they lost. So, I, so it's not that it's not happening, Decker. I just think that it obviously didn't happen this game, and it was very prevalent, especially because, you know, it looked like, uh, you know, Dubs was open quite a bit, and Rodgers just missed it playing out. Yeah, so... You know, for the Packers' hope, it would be, as we, you know, we've been talking about blowing out opponents. You know, this upcoming week against the Jets would be a would be a hopeful one for them. So yeah. we'll see where that goes. I mean, Jets are. Yeah. We'll talk about it more. Jets just put up forty against a pretty good Dolphins D. So, and one last thing, <clears throat> I'll talk just a little bit more because it's the Packers and they're my team. Matt Lafleur, what is going on, man? <laughs> like our rushing efficiency is amazing, yet we don't run it on third and short when we know we have a like an extra fourth down when we know we we're going to go for it on fourth down like i just i don't get that you know it's so attainable we didn't the packers didn't have a run for two yards or less the whole game like it was all so like the thought if that like that like obviously that's not a stat that you know during the game but we could have gotten at least two yards which made it a fourth and one at our own goal line. And then, of course, you know, Wink Martindale is going to blitz the hell out of us because that's what he does. Like, even I knew a blitz was coming on third and fourth down, and I'm just a casual casual watcher of football, and I know Wink Martindale is going to send that. So it, the scheme or the, the the calls just did not make any sense to me, whether that's coming from Lafleur or Rodgers audibling out of the play and just basically picking an RPO that he likes. It, you never know, but... Whatever the play calling is, it needs to be changed immediately. We have to get the ball in the hands of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon more often. They should yeah, no, They I should both be that. over you know, 10 carries each easily every week. And A.J. Dillon only got six, averaged 5.7 yards. Right now. Averaged 5.7 yards per carry. You know, it's we got to feed them the ball. That needs to be our offense. Yeah, no, I agree, because you're running the ball against, like, the Bears, which which is a game you won, obviously, and that went really well. Uh, but, yeah, to jump back to the um, 
to to the NFC East. I just remember, Deck, like a week and a half ago, you had floated the idea to me that the NFC East might be the best division this year. And I I remember I laughed at you because I was like, look, uh, you know, sure, Eagles 4-0 at the time. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Cowboys have been on a weird streak with Cooper Rush. And the Giants suck. I don't know why they're 3-1. But now now they're 4-1. And the Cowboys are four and one, and 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 the Eagles are five and zero. And I'll tell you right now, this just might be it. With of course the ugly okay. cousin of the Commanders, okay. kind of just like yeah. back there. But you know the yeah, Giants. It's certainly the Giants like, this year are just going to be the Panthers of last year. Just two weeks in the future, or two weeks past what the Panthers made it. I'm I'm afraid I, I, you know they they've made steps, excuse me, in the right direction, but. I'm afraid a, a downfall is going to be coming for them. And if it doesn't, good for them. You know, I definitely don't, like, don't expect that. But, um, I, yeah, I could see a, a big downfall coming for the Giants relatively soon. Yeah, well, uh, guess we'll have to see. Uh, I mean, we'll you, you guys have watching. to admit, like, out of, like, the teams with winning records, they have to be the most, like, pretendering pretender like like not well no yeah. shit yeah so like <laughs> okay maybe maybe behind the jets who who, who are three and two but yeah for for being four and one jets defense yeah, i would take any day the over the giants defense that's that's for sure and yeah but i also take the take take the giants run game and offense over the jets offense. i mean Brees hall is just getting more and more work i think well we're, we're getting too too deep into this but um, yeah, I don't get your hopes up on the Giants, which I'm afraid a lot of New Yorkers might be doing. But yeah, well, it's you know it's tough. They haven't had a lot of things to look forward yeah. to. Recently. They just want to celebrate. So man. I definitely yeah. get that. Uh, some yeah, but then there is a team that has something to look forward to, but it really isn't panning out quite yet. That would be the Steelers. Uh, Steelers fans are really happy to see Kenny, P- Kenny Pickett finally playing. And then in his first career start, they get absolutely blown out, thirty-eight to three, 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 yeah, three. thirty-eight to three. Yeah, that is about the worst score you could possibly have. So maybe the future is exciting. It's not quite bright yet. Uh, Decker, what are you thinking about the Bills and the Kenny Pickett Steelers? I mean, the Bills. I mean, they are just so dominant right now. I I love watching the Bills. I mean. Biasy because Allen's on my fantasy team. Gabe Davis for you, Sam. I mean, we had so much fun watching that on Sunday. Just, oh my god! Just, just the ninety-eight yard bomb to Davis, and then the sixty-two yard bomb with Davis made like the one-handed catch while Minka Fitzpatrick was on him. It, it was just so fun to watch. They're just such a fun team to watch, and that was great. If they keep playing like this, I just don't know who can stop them. So, and I've got a lot to say about the Bills just because they're so good. There's, there's not many weaknesses and flaws we can really point out besides maybe a little bit be- better in the run game which we've all we've talked about all year and 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 secondary when they play elite offenses like this week they will against Kansas City but for the Steelers it's like it's just tough i mean they're just like i said i think by by their bye week they'll be 1 and 7 they'll lose this week to Tampa lose to Miami lose to Philly and they'll be 1 and 7 and i a lot of it's gonna go, you know. Kenny Pickett. This is such a rough. This will probably be one of the roughest stretch, roughest stretch stretches of his career. And this, these are just his first couple starts. Uh, on Sunday, I did like some of the throws he was making. Like it was, 
17 mile an hour winds there in Buffalo. And there were some good throws he made to Pickens and, and Deontay. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, it's so tough to judge because of these matchups he's going to be playing. But I, I think there's, there is a lot of bright spots for, for Kenny Pickett. It's just a shame to see Najee not be able to get anything on the ground. Like that old line just is not creating nothing for him. Like, I know it's on Sunday. Najee will be, be get the ball. He'll make one stiff arm. And, you know, if he had a couple holes there, it'd be like, man, he could really take off. But that old line just creates nothing for him. And, and it's it's just a rough year for him. So, um, and defensive-wise, they just seems like the Steelers can't stop a nosebleed right now. And, you know, TJ Watt being out, seems like just no pressure. So, Steelers are doomed. Bills are, you know, top in the NFL. So, Yeah, no, because... Because because the Bills are, by every means, a very strong team. I definitely don't think that we can look at this blowout against the Steelers and like say, oh yeah, this team is like can cannot be stopped because we've seen them be stopped. Yeah. We'll need to uh, we'll need to see it in a yeah. game like this Sunday, you know, against Kansas City. Oh y- y- yes, I agree for sure. Because uh, because I definitely think that they got like the best possible matchup to like really like show off dominance because they're going up against. This the Steelers, which are struggling a lot with a QB doing his first start. So I don't think the thirty-eight to three is like a true testament to their power, but for sure it's definitely a very good sign. Because you mentioned the run game, and they've been in trade talks with the Panthers of getting Christian McCaffrey. That would be unreal. Which, oh my God! If you put Christian McCaffrey on that team, that would be insane. If he's probably if, not good for CMC's fantasy value, but if you can guarantee Bills, that beat. Yeah, if you can guarantee that McCaffrey would stay healthy, my God, that would be unreal. God, that would be truly something. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything to add to the Bills and Steelers? Mm, not really. Bills, good. Steelers, not. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Not much else to say. No, there, to be not honest. really. Yeah. And then moving on, <laughs> we have the Chargers versus the Browns. Uh, this was a game that I, th- I think we'd all kind of agreed would be hotly contested. Uh, would be uh, Browns on the ground and Herbert doing his best. And, I mean, we were certainly right about both of those things. Chubb ran all over the Chargers for the most part. And, crap, I didn't write down who won this game. The Browns won this game, Chargers right? Chargers Chargers by two. Charge oh oh yeah Browns okay. should have won but Chargers, yeah. Yeah. all right yeah so the so the Chargers squeaked out a win here uh, but yeah Tyler what are you thinking about uh, the the Browns and the Chargers um Nick Chubb somehow you know like if you're a casual fan and you look at the stat lines between the two running backs in this game on either team, you're going to think that Austin Eckler is the much better running back. Austin Eckler averaged 10.8 yards per carry this game. This is this is a career high for Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, before this game, had only rushed over 100 yards twice in his career. Now... On the flip side, Nick Chubb rushed for 7.9 yards per carry. Both of these yards per carries are absolutely insane. Like, mind-boggling high. Like, they... It's just amazing. Nowhere... Nick Chubb is... Like, I have Austin Eckler on my bench. 
or on my fantasy team, on my bench, he started. Um, and I will tell you right now, Nick Chubb is far and away the much better running back. But Austin Eckler just adds so much more in the pass game. That's why he's so much more valuable in the in fantasy. But Nick Chubb is getting the touchdowns this year that Kareem Hunt was getting last year. So it, that kind of balanced him out. Nick Chubb on the year, I think, has seven rushing touchdowns. Does that sound right to you guys? I think so. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he he's on a great stretch right now. Insane. He's had multiple touchdown like, games. We've both, or we've all been saying it. And this game was just so perfect because they were going up against each other that the Chargers and Browns both have horrible run defenses. And, you know, obviously um, uh, Jacoby Brissett played, you know, mediocre through pick, you know, 6.8 yards per attempt. Nothing amazing. But Justin Herbert, 6.7 yards per attempt. You know, one touchdown. Like, um, each, like, they basically had identical stat lines and you expect so much more holy crap yeah they they almost had identical stat lines justin herbert 22 for 34 jacoby Brissett 21 for 34 justin herbert 228 yards jacoby Brissett 230 yards it's just um justin herbert didn't throw a pick and they both had uh longs a uh, long plays of 38 yards that's insane Ooh. uh but um Justin Herbert, obviously, clearing away the better wide receiver, or, excuse me, quarterback. It's just who is catching the ball for these guys. And Mike Williams, you know, he can do everything he can. And, you know, Austin Eckler can do everything he can out of the backfield. But I believe, yeah, Keenan Allen wasn't back this week like we thought he was going to be, or at least I thought he was going to be. And they just have such a lack of wide receivers, man. It's it's tough because you want Justin Herbert to be putting up monster games. At least I would like to see it. I know Sam would like to see it. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. This really just goes yeah. to show that the narrative that neither of these teams have good run defenses is just so true. And yeah, um, what a boneheaded decision by Staley, man. What is he doing? What is he doing? Like, why in the hell He's would got you? Cojones. Why in the hell would you not yeah. punt that ball? That's not analytics. That is not. An, there's no analytic in the world that says going on. Going for, what was it, fourth and two on your own 40, what was it, 43? No, I can't remember what it was. Around 45, 45. Around, the, around the 40s, yeah. There's no analytic that tells you that that is a good idea. Like, it's just not. And if if they lost this game, it would have been Matt Rule Monday, Staley the following Monday, if another thing like that happened. Really? I th- you think you think so? I you cannot be making sh- those kinds of decisions as a head coach. Like, if he lost this game because of that decision, like you can just imagine the kind of response that would get. Like, the Staley experiment would be over, in my opinion. And he is this close to being on the like the hot hot seat. I think he already is like on the like medium, not really lukewarm, but not really like boiling hot seat, like. He's feeling a little pressure, yeah. which he should be, and I just don't like him. I, I think it was a horrible no. mistake. You know, put Justin Tucker on this on this Browns team, and you know Browns would have won. But obviously Justin Tucker put anyone like like a top half kicker in the league, and I'm afraid that the Chargers hey, lost this game. So, 
Katie York is top I mean, half. I mean, he's a rookie, so you can't expect a rookie <laughs> to hit that consistently in a live game. But Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, just a boneheaded decision by Staley to me. Not sure what what was going into it. It, it just doesn't feel like analytics would have set to go for it there. Yeah, I, I, it definitely doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'd love to find, I'd love to hear his source on that one. Uh, moving on, though, uh, this can probably be a quick one because this was the biggest news fest of the week, and we had a Thursday night football game. Uh, this was the Texans versus the Jaguars. This ended in uh, twelve to twelve to six, twelve to nine. Texans win. Thirteen six. Uh, G- yeah. Thirteen six. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Oh yeah, because 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 was a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, both of these offenses looked bad outside of Damian Pierce. Uh, Jaguars offense was incredibly disappointing. Uh, I, I guess I'll prompt you guys with this question. Do we think that this is more of a Texans defense being good or a Jaguars offense just choking? Uh, whoever wants to start can start. I think uh, I'll definitely take the blame for this. I I hopped on that Jaguars slash Trevor Lawrence top 10 QB in the league bandwagon way too soon. You know, he looked really good the first couple games and then just, boom, past two, just something's up <laughs> like just they could not get anything going and if like i'll just leave it at that i thought that uh the jaguars would you know blow the doors off the texans and obviously that did not come anywhere near to happening and if the jaguars won this game convincingly or even won it like i think well even i still think that doug peterson would be coach of the year potential um if not like one of the favorites but like you can't be losing these kinds of games man like it yeah it's a little disheartening as a person who wants to see the jags be successful and wants the you know the wants trevor lawrence to be good like it's i don't know like texans you know well done obviously damian pierce was a monster on the ground so that's two games in a row that this Jaguars defense has been given up has given up a lot of yards to running back so they have some stuff to fix and I know they can do it they got a good head coach and they got the skill to do it but we'll have to see if they can ex- execute yeah Deck what's your thoughts on this matchup it's definitely concerning man I, I was so in on the Jags offense two weeks ago too but you see the last two weeks and Trevor Lawrence has been you know, below average, and James Robinson's been shut down. Christian Kirk's been shut down. Pretty much everybody. The only guy that really had a good game on offense was Etienne. Had some big run, had like maybe two or three big runs, or maybe it was just one, one, one that he broke. But I think he had. Let me see here. It was so ten for seventy-one and on the ground, and three for forty-three in the in the air. So Etienne was probably like the lone bright spot in this offense this past week, but. Yeah, I want to see the Jags definitely try and clean it up. I, like Tyler said, I think they can because Doug Peterson is a good. He's a Super Bowl winning coach, so he he knows what it takes to be able to turn an offense around and and, and develop some schemes to get the best out of his players. But you know, defensive wise too, it, it hasn't been great in the ground, like Tyler said too. And um, but I mean, props to the Texans. I mean, they definitely have their running back of the future. Damian Pierce is very is looking very very good. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of. The pieces around still, you know, 
questions about Davis Mills and such. So, yeah, I, overall, to answer your question, yeah, Jack, J- not so much Texans defense, but Jags offense just choking and, and not playing well. Yeah, I would agree. Just uh, Jaguars need to fix the formula here because it's clearly uh, combusting. Uh, moving on, we have the Bears versus the Vikings. And, Decker, I'm going to prompt you with a question. Do we do we ever think that the Vikings will just win a game by more than 14 points? You know, we don't have to hold our breath in the fourth quarter and pray that a that a win happens. Like it's will that ever happen? Give me hope, please or don't. Oh, if there was any week to do it, it would have been this week. Could could I could I see maybe happening down the down the end of the season when we're 15 games into it gelled? Maybe. Um, right now, though, I mean, four and one's four and one. Wins, wins a win. I don't care how we get there. Yeah, it sucks that we gave we were up twenty one three. Bears got eighteen unanswered. Or no, what was it? Yeah, eighteen unanswered. Yeah, something like made that. It, no, they yeah they made it twenty two twenty one. Um, oh yeah, gave up too much to the Bears. Yeah, let Fields do do way too too much in the air. But you know, offensive wise. Those first three drives, just perfect. I mean, that's the what I love to see. Gave JJ the ball no matter what. Added Delvin in there on the ground. He finally got it going. Two touchdowns. You know, a little mixture of feeling in there too. Offensive line is looking phenomenal, man. I mean, I saw the stat this um, uh, yesterday, and it was Bradbury, Cleveland, and Derisaw all gave up zero pressures. And uh, yeah, no. Offensive line is looking fantastic. Brian O'Neill's had a t- rough two weeks, but Ed Ingram's a monster in the run game at right guard. Bradbury, Jesus, I, I, color me surprised. I, I'm he's actually playing <laughs> like the first rounder we drafted him to be, and maybe all it took was just a little bit of faith from the coaching staff and not bringing in much competition for him because he's really awakened. And Darisaw is currently in the number three tackle PFF wise. He's on a Pro Bowl level right now. So offense lines looking fantastic to me. Kirk is, you know, three straight game-winning drives for Kirk. I can't complain. He's doing enough. Sure, there's times where the offense has offense has stalled out these past three games, but when it gets to the last drive of the game, he's doing enough. He's taking us down there, and we're scoring. Defensive-wise, I do have a lot of concerns, but you know, I'm hoping Daniel and Zadarius wake up and really start doing what they can do. Linebacker-wise, has been a little. A little underperforming, but you know, Grand Cam Dantzler, he's had a great two-week stretch here, and and sure, on that last play, he got a missed tackle, but he came back and stripped that ball on our former, our former receiver Smith Marset. So, you know, final answers, man. Four and one is four and one. I don't care. We're we're there, and it's and it's, it's looking good. Yeah, I, I mean, you think about like divisional matchups, and I've said this for every divisional matchup. They're usually closer than people think they might be just because the teams are more familiar with each other. That's what I'll say to help me sleep at night when I think about how close this game was. Um, plus, you look at our history, and as a team, we're, we're, we're just not the best against mobile quarterbacks, and obviously Fields is, is, is 95% legs. So I can see why it was close. I still don't think it should have been, but I can see why that happened. And, yeah, again, I'm just happy that it's uh, – Four and one, uh, Tyler. Anything uh, brief to add? No, you guys touched on it. I just think, like, 
it's got to be mentioned that Justin Fields has the lowest passing yards through five games since like 1971. That is oh. for the for 2020. That is absolutely pathetic. Like that is just so embarrassing as a franchise and like when you're supposed to have this you know franchise center quarterback that's you know here for the future and then you don't support him you bring in a defensive minded head coach and like you you feed him to the wolves basically this is what's going to happen he doesn't develop past his college days where his first read was pretty much always open because it was, you know, Garrett Wilson, it was Chris Olave, and it was Jackson Smith Ajigba. Basically, always open. You know, he's not going to progress past that if you don't give him a good offensive line and or good to decent receivers. You know, it's... You have to feel bad for the guy on one part, but, you know, it's... It, it, so he's... He's also making poor decisions. Okay, so um, a lot of the blame has to go on the Bears franchise itself. But, you know, you can't just give it all to him. Justin Fields could be playing a lot better under circumstances. So, you know, you hate to blame the guy, but he he's just not developing like you would like to, um, even with lack of resources around him. So it's just pathetic that they – that like – just the amount of passing yards that they have. It's so pathetic. And as a Packer fan, it's quite yeah. hilarious. Yeah, no, that is a that's a mind boggling stat. I mean nineteen seventy one. I wasn't even alive in nineteen seventy one. To to sum it up That's crazy. To sum it up too about the Bears offense, it's a very like nineteen sixties type of offense. So much running and just so Little passing. It's it's just such an old school offense that it's because Fields is a liability. He's a liability right now. Yeah, I mean, I'd argue that Mike Lennon would be better in that system. (laughs) Nick Foles. (laughs) Nick Foles. Yeah. I I, Gardner Minshew, sexiest player in the NFL. He'd be pretty good in that situation too. Uh, But yeah. That's that's the Bears and Vikings. Moving on, we have the Lions versus the Patriots. Uh, just to put in perspective, I had made my score prediction: Lions thirty-five to thirty-one. <laughs> yeah, I had something like that, and too. we got yeah. nothing close to that. I don't think. Yeah. Oh my I god. Mean, go figure. You know, Bill Belichick knows how to uh, plan a game against Jared Goff. We've seen this before in the past. You know, yeah. like just absolutely, just yeah, absolutely, sure. like disassemble this. Lions offense, like, and then, you know, Bailey Zappi is doing, like, what Justin Fields should be doing, and that's just game managing and letting the game or and letting the run game take care of you know the the offense, and you know, unfortunately, Bailey Zappi is the much better um, game manager than Justin Fields is, and a lot of that has yeah. to do with coaching, of course, um, and but Bailey Zappi has like like coming out of college he had very very good um uh decision making and we're going through his project- progressions but i um obviously he didn't have a lot of highlight tape not a lot of arm strength so that's why he kind of fell but um you know for a third stringer to come and do this against any defense yeah. it's impressive 
um, just to be the level of game manager that he is. I mean, he's got a 100 passer rating, so, you know, he's not a complete bum. But let me tell you, as a Ramondre Stevenson owner in fantasy, 25 carries, 161 yards. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Like, this is why I drafted him. Damian Harris now has a, like, uh, hammy in- injury. Like, it's it's perfect. This is this is what they're gonna do with Bailey Zappi and or like even um, when Hoyer if Hoyer's back they're just gonna be they're just gonna run the shit out of the the running backs now I don't think Stevenson's gonna get as many carries as this because uh, Harris and Stevenson were the only two uh, running backs activated for this game so they'll probably have another backup come in but you know this is this is perfect for Stevenson um, but this Patriots offense offensive line and run game. They can win them these games, and we we've seen it. Like, yes, the Lions' defense is horrible, but to take the ball out of the Lions' hands as long as they did, and just run the shit out of the ball, not have, or take and also take the ball out of Bailey Zappi's hands, not have, making him make the make make plays really, and so it's it's just really impressive to see how like you know Bill still got it, man. He's still a phenomenal coach. He just knows how to do it, and. Partially, I, I guess I should add this in. Dan Campbell is just not him, guys. I'm afraid. It, you know, he's he's Bruh. he's fantastic for a rebuild, but beyond that, he does not make good decisions. I'm sorry. He, yeah. he they had what four or five straight turnover on downs. But 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 but, but, but Dan Campbell yeah. cries and press to. Well, he's making me cry by the decisions he's making because. And it pains me to say this. He's just not a good head coach past, you know, player relationship. It's just – he's just not. And it sucks to say that because I really do like him, but he got to make better decisions than, you know, going forward on fourth down five times in a row. And, you know, maybe on that fifth time you're like, hmm, maybe we should punt it this time. Nope, go for it. Failed again. And, you know, that's – Mostly the reason why the Patriots dominated this game. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that deck or anything to add. Yeah, Campbell just gets way too over aggressive. It's it's sad to see. It's it's sad to see for this Lions team right now because they can be. I mean, they are have been fun to watch this year for the most part in some of these shootout games, and you know they they got they're they're on the up and up. I I I really believe that you know they got they got the players and they just need to get a little bit more on the defense, and that's the. That's the thing we're going to continue to see from them this year. It's going to be their offense just won't be able to put up enough that their defense is going to allow. And that's going to accumulate a lot more losses. And I think this this offense is, for the most part, just going to continue to keep going going down. I mean, we never expected they're going to keep up the pace like they were these first uh, their first four games, excluding the Patriots week. So, you know, and then props to Bill. I mean, like you said, it's he knows just he just knows how to take advantage of mid to below average quarterbacks and that's exactly what he did. He drew up a great he drew up a great plan for them and you know Bailey Zappi did enough, made this made some key throws when he needed to as well, but then ground game doing what they did. So yeah, props to the Pats, man. They they really really dominated this one. Yeah, it's you know, it was all Pats and that's all we got to say about it. Moving on, we have the uh, Seahawks versus the Saints. Uh, I'm just going to ask the question, 
what's the deal with Geno Smith? Uh, I, I thought we wrote him off, but he didn't write back. Yeah. That's my Jerry Seinfeld impression. Decker, start us off. What are you thinking about Geno Smith and the Seahawks or the Saints? I love the Seahawks, man. They, they're they're so fun. I mean, they're not. I mean, sure, they, it's, they're two and three. They haven't gotten, you know, they're not five and zero or four one or whatever. But man, Geno is just such a fun story. This guy just continues to keep proving us wrong in, in these games. Like you would never thought, you know, at the beginning of the year, if you when you look at this matchup that they just had. Geno Smith against the Saints defense in that secondary, you would have said, man, he would have got shut down and, and would have been lucky to get 150 passing yards. But he's out there throwing 50-yard bombs to lock it in Metcalf, and it's just so fun. you know. And, and it sucks to see Penny go down with a season-ending injury now, but I'm excited to see what Kenneth Walker can do as RB1 and see if he can really live up to what he was coming out of college. And um, for the Saints, it's it's still concerning what their defense is doing because it's just not getting better right now. And and we keep saying week after week, man, maybe this can be the week that they can really turn things around and, and set the tempo, but they're just not doing nothing right now, you know. And it's it's very concerning. Offensive-wise, you know, Andy Dalton's doing enough getting to get them that, um, to keep them in these games, you know, almost won against the Vikings, did win this one. And, and a lot of it was granted Taysom Hill really had a breakout game with four total touchdowns in this one but yeah Saints I'm still concerned about Seahawks you know maybe they get a couple more wins obviously more wins than we would have expected them this year and I, mm-hmm. I'm i really excited to see if Gino can continue this because man it, it's it's so fun right now it really is yeah I mean especially when you think about the fact that I had the Seahawks being uh, uh, 2 and uh, 15 and I don't think that, that they're going to lose like the rest of their game, so definitely great for Gino. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about the Seahawks yeah, or Saints? Um, kind of like a really complicated and intriguing issue going on. It's it's, it's a little like deep, and but I've been seeing this like kind of trending on social media. It's like you know, Gino got written off after two bad seasons in New York, and then pretty much played as a backup you know, uh, until his time here. And and it's like, during that time span, we saw, like, Brock Osweiler get a massive contract and uh, Nick Foles and just other mediocre QBs where Geno Smith, you know, improved in his two years on the Jets. You know, and uh, I uh, forget who it was, but, you know, it... It brings oh, – Colin Coward also brought – you know, Lamar Jackson is the only QB in the league with feels like that can't lose ugly. You know, it's always like, oh, Lamar – you know, the, the the Ravens won by two points. And yet Lamar still catches flack after the game. So systemically in the NFL, you know, even kind of like looking at it now and just – I agree. Like, there's a like stigma with black quarterbacks in the league. They just get written off, and just don't get as many passes as white quarterbacks. And kind of looking back, if you look at it like, with just not just Geno Smith, and um, and uh, I'm sorry, Holmes and um, Jackson. You know, it's it's like it, it's odd to see that they don't get as many chances as a lot of very mediocre 
like white quarterbacks. And I, I just thought that was so interesting to think about because, you know, it, it's true. You know, Geno Smith is coming out here and playing at, in, you know, in a Pro Bowl level after he's been written off for multiple years. And it, Lamar, like, like I just said, Lamar Jackson probably catches the most heat anyone can catch in the NFL, uh, for a QB at least, you know, for no reason. You know, these guys are playing phenomenal football right now, yet they're still catching heat, and it just doesn't really make sense to me. So I just think that's really something that people need to kind of not only, like, look into, but, like, just, like, just address, like, why is this happening? And, like, I don't have, like, a lot of, like, football insight to this game, but I am just so happy that Geno Smith can come out here and play the way that he is playing and he's making some really good throws guys like really impressive throws he he threw 16 completed passes and had 270 yards that's insane like good for Geno man I'm really really happy um I'm not really concerned going back to the team I'm not really concerned about Rashad Penny going out I think Kenneth Walker is really skilled running back I mean they drafted him for a reason um, and the Saints offense is still, you know, I hate Taysom Hill, man. Just, just stop. He go. He, this happens every year. Two, two weeks he pops off, then he just does nothing the rest. So, you know, this, this just happened to be one of those weeks. But, you know, it looked like Elvin uh, Kamara was back. Averaged like 4.5 carries or yards per carry, which is, you know, it's okay. Um, but, yeah. Respectable. Res- respectable. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I... I'm liking the Seahawks a lot more than I thought I would, to be honest with you. Sorry if that's a tough segue yeah. for you after that kind of, like, in-depth, or not really in-depth, but that just, like, uh, kind of like a hard-hitting uh, segment man, right there. we got into Systemic. some, like, CRT yeah. in here, yeah. man. Uh, riddle me this. Okay, well, Tyler, riddle me this. How are Hall of Fame quarterbacks like Gardner Minshew – and Drew Locke sitting on benches, if that is the case. Riddle me that. Are you saying because they're white? No, I'm kidding. I, I want Hunter. Yes. And they're Hall of Fame <laughs> level talent. Maybe in like the... Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall, Hall, yeah, Hall of Fame Madden level Yeah, Matt. Hall of... Hall, no, Hall, Hall of Madden. Fame. Have you seen that video no, where, where Drew Locke goes bar for bar? Yeah, that no, they're Hall of Fame in know. the quirked up white boy Hall of Fame. That's... Ooh, with a little yeah, bit of swagger. Bit of swag. Yeah. yeah. I, I do I do yeah, I, yeah they bust it down I do yeah. it I do wish more people knew that Gino had this in him because man when he was in college at West Virginia he was such a yeah beast. he was he was in Heisman he was in Heisman contention man him and Tavon Austin and Tavon Austin was the number nine pick in his draft class and Gino was high second God they were so fun Gino was a yeah. beast and it just goes to show you that like yeah like you, like well that like. The second year of somebody of a quarter a young quarterback's year is like where they should show potential. Like even if that doesn't happen, they can still come back like years later, as Geno's case, and come to be like a very efficient, good quarterback. So we'll see. Yeah, it's. It's, it's it's gonna be something to watch, and maybe the future is brighter in Seattle than anyone could have well, ever thought. Geno's also uh, like what, like thirty? No, how old is Geno Smith? He's probably thirty-one, I'd I'm imagine. We can continue to that. the next. Is he that old? He was drafted we in twenty thirteen. The next game. 
All right. 30, I will. 32. Just turned 32. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yesterday. You know, yesterday turned 32. Yeah. Monday. Yeah, in quarterback years, that's like but that, that that's like three or four more yeah, seasons. But uh, So I don't have a transition. But, but Dolphins versus Jets. Um, we thought we'd be seeing the first of Teddy. Uh, and then uh, Teddy, uh, he yeah. died. And then we got to see Skylar Thompson. Um, and just to put it in layman terms, uh, Jets put up 40 points. So Skylar Thompson didn't really work out in his surprising start. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, 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 I didn't watch a lot of this game. But, uh, Tyler, did you get a chance to check into this game at all, the Dolphins and or the nope. Jets? <laughs> no, um, but uh, I I will say, you know, Tyreek Hill getting hurt. I, he went into this game hurt, and then I think he left the game with an injury. Um, you know, and, you know, you're down a weapon. You have a backup or a third-string quarterback in that isn't going to be as good as Bailey Zappi, clearly. Um, but the Dolphins' defense to get 40 dropped on them by, by the Jets – didn't make sense to me, you know. And then I saw, you know, Zach Wilson only threw the ball 21 times. It was it was all Brees Hall and Michael Carter. Like these these playmakers that the Jets have, they're 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 special. They're good, man. So yeah, good for Brees Hall. He's gonna be a fantasy stud here in a couple of weeks. But um, man, the Dolphins need Tua back soon. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely needed. I also never would have thought that Zach Milfson would be two and zero. Yeah, also hey, they're doing the now. they're doing the typical, you know, throw the ball as little as you possibly can, and they'll win games. And hey, it worked. Yeah, it's 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 turning out to be pretty good if you yeah. aren't the Bears. Uh, Decker, what are you thinking? Yeah, from the Jets side, like Tyler hit hit on it. I love what they're doing with the mixture of Brees Hall. Michael Carter. This game, it was Brees Hall had two huge catch and runs to get him down to the goal line, and Michael Carter just did the dirty work and finished it off. So I like what they're kind of doing, just incorporating both of them in different ways. But yeah, Zach Wilson, 2 0, impressive. They're de- the Jets' defense is looking good. You know, they look good against the Steelers, look good against uh, Miami. Granted, you know, when, when they look against Pittsburgh, is when Trubisky started, and then Pickett finished off with three picks, and then this one was Teddy going down, Skylar Thomas coming in. So I like to see when they get you know a game like this week against Rodgers to see if they could keep that up. But yeah, for the Dolphins side, you know, if they had Tua and Tyreek and Teron Armstead all healthy, it's yeah. a different story. Like three, three and two, I'm not like call, writing them off already because of that. They're just so banged up right now. You know, Tua and Teddy both getting concussion, obviously concussions. Tyreek with a foot injury. I don't know what Armstead is, but. You know, offense is just banged up. Defensive wise, Byron Jones and Xavier and Howard are both out, both injured. Their secondary is pretty depleted. Injuries are just derailing them right now. So the hope is that you know when they all get healthy, they can get back on track to what they what they were doing those first three weeks. So you know, this is a prime game for the Vikings the second week against Miami, especially with all them injured. But we'll touch it on the next mm-hmm. episode. So yeah, it's. Uh... The Dolphins are going to be something to watch here. We, we we really thought that they were going to be up there in the league, and they just might not be, sadly due to injuries. Uh, moving on, we have the Bucks 
versus the Falcons. And now I'm just going to say what's on everyone's mind. We like these roughing the passer calls, right? <laughs> I mean, they're kind of making the game better yeah. for the most part. I, th- I think keeping it more competitive. No, the, the I mean, it's I'm yeah, joking, clearly, but it's got to get like touched on just quickly, like. Well, no, 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 like, no I agree. Feel bad for the fact that take the panties off, Susie. Like, come on, it's a man sport. Like, I get it with Tom Brady to an extent. Like, yes, he's old. Yes, he's Tom he's Brady, old. but come on! Like, this is the reason why Jerome Boger's team or refing unit wasn't allowed to ref the Super Bowl. Like, they're they're horrible. And then, of course, we see it later on, you know, Monday Night Football with uh, with the Chiefs against the Raiders. But yeah, just I wouldn't say it lost them the game, to be honest with you. But it's it had a you know it has that impact on the game that. You know what could have happened. Yeah. So, I still think that the uh, that the Bucks would have won this game. Mariota looked horrible in this game, but that's that's going to happen when you're going up against this Tampa Bay defense. And you know Kyle Pitts wasn't in, so that yeah. you know that's Kyle Pitts is huge to their offense, even though they're not like using him. Like ninety percent of the plays, he's a decoy, or you know it. He's like what he's another thing that the defense has to take into account because if he gets loose it's it's bad for the defense like very bad so like just not having that like influence on the field um on passing plays is really tough so i kind of i kind of figured he would struggle during this game yeah i yeah looking at the uh bucks defense was obviously going to be a mismatch i think we all thought it would probably be a little Less close than it turned out to be, but uh, yeah, the Bucks still haven't f- figured out the offensive thing yet. Uh, Decker, your thoughts on this game? I, I just feel bad for the Falcons, man, because you know, yes, they probably wouldn't have won it, but man, they were down twenty-one zero. They worked their butts off to get it back to twenty-one fifteen. Come up with a big defensive stop on Brady there, and then it's like you get a call that just completely kills momentum and just kills the game. It's like. How are you supposed to sack quarterbacks now? I mean, this is just, it's just getting so ridiculous and upsetting to watch. And when, you know, I've heard people before say, you know, I can't even watch football anymore because of these calls. And, you know, I understand why it's like, when you see calls like that, it just gets you, just what makes you want to veer away for some people. It's like, it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't know. I don't know what else we're saying. It's like, props to the Falcons for even getting back into it. You know, Patterson's out on IR, Pitts was out going into this game, Drake London got hurt in the game. But, you know, to be able to get 15 unanswered and actually make it close and then have that happen, it just, it sucks to see. And, yeah, Bucks need to, Bucks need to start figuring out, figuring it out on offense or else it's, it's looking bad for them, flat out. No, no, we are literally uh, one step closer to, to, to getting Randy Marsh's sarcastic ball in the <laughs> NFL. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be uh, might happen. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah, because 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 like people are saying, just put flags on the QBs at this point. And I, I totally. I mean, it's like every uh, every year there's some controversy with controversy with the refs. Like last year was taunting. The year before that was roughing the passer. Still, you know, it, it like it's it's it yeah. has been a problem. 
and the year before that was the pass interference. So, you know, it's like, like yeah, what is a catch? And the year before that, what is a catch? You know, it's like there's always something that the refs, like, like bring to the game. And, you know, that's, to me, that's just football. You know, some games you get the calls, some games you don't. And the people that, like, kind of overreact to, like, oh, the refs, we shouldn't even have refs or have, like, robot refs, you know what I mean? Like, just, it's yeah, it's just inevitable. Like, it's always going to happen. Unfortunately, you know, the Falcons were on the opposite end of where they would want to be, right? So, it's not, to me, something that you have to overreact to. And it's just something I guess you have to not really accept, but it's it's part of the game, and it has been part of the game, right? And, like, it's just, yeah, I not something to overreact to, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, obviously, knowing uh, Chiefs fans, I'm sure that, that they would also make a robot ref have to hold back tears yeah. anyways. So it's not really... Uh, we'd have the same issues. Plus, when the rules are so, like, like now with that new two rule where it's like, uh, oh, uh, uh, it's self-self, like a player appears to be, like, off balance or, like, I don't know know the exact words, but but there's just so much, like, room for for interpretation and rules, which, of course, is why you probably can't do robots. Yeah. Why? No, no. Yeah, robots not yet. Uh, maybe in like twenty years, who knows? But moving on, uh, we have the Titans versus the bucket uh, versus the Commanders. Titans versus the Commanders. This was a game that I had no idea how it was gonna go. I did pick Commanders to win, but uh, I think that the more likely outcome being the Titans winning did happen. Hey Sam, do you um, know who actually knew exactly how it was gonna? I was going to uh, end up me. I'm guessing since yeah, you brought I it up. Yeah, I predicted this yeah. game to be uh, 21-17 uh, Titans. And guess what it was? 21-17 Titans. So, um, you know, at least I got at least I got 17? one right. Yeah. Uh, one, one right. 20, 21-17? Yes. Okay. Just make it sure. Okay. But... Um, the one thing that I want to touch on this game is didn't even happen during the game. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Ron Rivera throwing Carson Wentz under the bus is absolutely <laughs> insane to me. Like, Carson Wentz yeah. was 25 for 38, you know, 360 yards, and then two touchdowns in the pick, and the pick came on the last play of the game. You know, he was the reason why they were even in scoring position. And Ron Rivera, this defensive head coach, is currently leading a bottom ten defense that allows one hundred or well has allowed one hundred and twenty eight uh, points, and that is like tied for the twenty or you know twenty fifth spot, which is you know bottom half. You know they have a bottom ten defense, so for him to put the blame on Carson Wentz, who played really well first two games is just unbelievable to me like what are you doing yeah like Carson Wentz 
when he felt alienated in Philadelphia, did not play good. Now he's going to feel alienated in Washington. What do you think's going to happen, Ron? He's going to play bad. Like it, <laughs> He's just trying to prove his point by throwing one like, on the bus. You have to have like some common sense and know that that is not what you say. Like when if I'm the head coach, I would, you know, like definitely not do that. Like if push comes to shove, I would take the blame over blaming an individual person when it's not even their fault. Like yeah, it's factually incorrect. Like you look at how the Colts did with with Carson Wentz, they were never one yeah. and four. And you look at uh, the teams in your division that are winning games; they have right. Daniel Jones, and they're right. four and, and they, one. And two of them have phenomenal defenses. So, to me, it's just very hypocritical from Ron Rivera. And you know, I lost a lot of respect from him after that comment. So, but you know. He doesn't give a shit about my opinion about him, so. We, well, maybe, maybe he'll listen to this and he'll. Fuck you, Ron Rivera. <laughs> now, granted, yeah, I will say, Ron I will Rivera. say again, I will reiterate, Carson Wentz is not the guy. He hasn't played like the guy for a long time, but you know, it's it's just not his fault. It's not his fault that they're the bottom of this division, and it's just ridiculous for him to come out and say that. Yeah, and I agree. Uh, Decker, anything to add about this game, or would you like to bash Ron Rivera as well? No, I don't have a lot to say. Just Titans, three-game win streak. Derrick Henry, looking like Derrick Henry during these three games. Commanders, complete mess. Coaching change will, will happen into the year. I agree. Yep. Undeniable. Yeah. Moving on, we have, uh, well, well, speaking of coaching changes, we have the Niners versus the Panthers. This game doesn't need any analysis. Niners good, yeah. Panthers bad. Uh, Matt Rule's been fired. Good. Finally. Decker, um, uh, and, uh, virtual handshake slash hi-fi on both calling that to happen. But I think it was pretty well known that this was kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back on the Matt Rule experiment. Yeah. And realistically, like, I, cause I didn't say for sure, but, like, because I knew it was going to happen, I just, I wasn't sure if the front office would would have the cojones to, oh, to, to part but, ways. Especially but you knew it was going to happen. What, what, why didn't you say it? I... I thought it could it sounds happen, like, certainly. It sounds like you're the one without the cojones, my friend. The wow, thing is, no, you know how to cut no me to my core. For, from the, you know how to cut me to my that. core. I have... But I will say... Average will say, cojones. Uh, I'm going to just touch on this real quick. You know, Panthers, they got to start a full rebuild. And people are talking about, oh, they got to trade DJ Moore, or oh, they got to trade Brian Burns. No, that's those are the kind of players you keep during rebuilds. You keep your good young players. They're gonna trade people like Robbie Anderson and like uh, uh, Jack, uh, the, their cornerback uh, Jackson. What's his first name? Don, Dante, Dante Jackson. You know, it's like those are the people you trade, not your cornerstones of the offense and defense like i don't get that Shaq thomas 
Thompson, maybe, you know, he's getting up there. He's, you know, kind of falling off a, a little bit, but you know, he's still good. Um, so, but I wanted to wait to say this for this game. I want the Packers to trade for DJ Moore so bad. Like, oh my God, we need wide receiver help. If at the very least a day three pick for Robbie Anderson would make me happy, we just need some help somewhere, somehow. So this is the time to do it. Yeah, that was going to be my prompt for this game. I was going to ask you guys because, because, because the players that have been the most in trade talks have been CMC and DJ Moore. And so I was going to ask you guys, uh, where do you think is their most likely destination? Uh, and I guess, Tyler, you said DJ Moore for the Packers. Would you say that's the most likely or just that's your dream, dream scenario? It's my dream scenario, but most likely he stays in Carolina, to be honest with you. Um, I Like I said, those those are the kind. he's the kind of player you don't move on from. Um, but for CMC, man, I have no clue. Uh, it, it's like... Chiefs have the capital to trade. I'm not sure they have the budget for him. Um, no. Gosh, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I, it's yeah. like, it's got to be a contending team. And, yeah. you know, a, a few contending teams have had very, like, hard times running the ball recently. So, we'll have to see. You know, Bills, Bills, of course, we talked about it earlier. They're, like, the one that comes to mind just because, like, you know, their run, run offense is so bad and, you know, that would just make their offense that much better. But, yeah, I genuinely couldn't tell you. I, I think he goes to the AFC, though. Yeah, I'd probably Yeah, I'm too. sure that they have to take him out of division. Oh, sorry, Dick, you can go first. No, I was going to say that, too, but, like, also, one quick point to go back to rule is like red flag number one of this entire experiment should have been you gave seven years, $62 million to a college coach. You should never, ever do that. Nobody should do that. And they fired rule. They fired the defense coordinator, Phil Snow, who was also like a rule disciple and followed him everywhere he went in college as well and then into the NFL. He goes, Ben McAdoo should have gone. <laughs> like, just... He has no right. Wait, being, he's still there. Yeah, he's still there. He should. He has no Jesus. right. No right. He has no right to be a coordinator of any sort. Oh my god! And then just like touch on the trade too. Like I think CMC would probably go to an AFC team as well. But you know, we talk about the Panthers being having their cornerstone players in the rebuild, like DJ Moore and and you know JC Horn, Brian Burns, such. It would not shock me at all with this Panthers organization, which is not a well-run organization, well-run team. No trade. Anybody that they would trade would not surprise me. It's the Panthers will probably panther it and trade trade a Brian Burns or a J.C. Horn, Derek Brown. It, it, would, it just wouldn't shock me. It really wouldn't. Uh. Yeah, I definitely think that if anyone goes, uh, they'll, they'll definitely try CMC first just to get rid of that contract, to get rid of that, like that, that lingering issue injury which might not be around anymore, but it's definitely in the back of their minds. I don't know where he would go, but I would say Bills or Chiefs would be Hell, most likely. Maybe the, Ra- maybe, maybe maybe the Ravens, too. I don't know. Ravens are certainly... A, God, that would, be, that would be something if the Ravens got him. Really, any team, if they that, that isn't the Panthers, they could CMC, it would be really something. Uh, so, so that would be interesting to watch. Uh, but, 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 but moving on, we have the Eagles versus the Cardinals. Um... 
surprise, surprise, Eagles won. It was definitely a lot closer than anybody thought it was going to be. It, um, it ended on a missed field goal by the Cardinals to give the to give the Eagles that win. Uh, Tyler, what are your thoughts? Yeah. On um, this game. I'm just going to be really quick because we're already over an hour. Um, but, you know, this was my funny pick of the week for the Cardinals to win. And it came one kick short to potentially happening. But, you know, we're, we've, we've been seeing the Eagles kind of struggle past two weeks, kind of opening themselves up. I don't think they go undefeated for much longer, to be honest with you. I think they'll slip up here. Um, but... Cardinals, on the other hand, they, man, I don't know. I don't know a lot about this game, to be honest with you. I think that, Not, yeah, I, I, don't I just, I don't know, man. I, uh, one second, I got to look up. Yeah. Kyler Murray just, he's got to play better. Eh, that's just what it comes down to for me, at least. Yeah. No, there's a fun fact I learned, and this is more directed towards Decker. Decker, did you know? That we play the Cardinals two days after the new Call of Duty game comes out. Ooh, Ooh. Kyler's gonna throw like four picks. Kyler won't be. Doing, I'm so excited. He won't. He won't be at practice. He won't be practicing. No, he'll be. Yeah, he won't even show up to the game. He'll, he'll be, miss the. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Because he'll miss the bus or or, or the plane to get there. Yeah, team officials are gonna have to drag him out of his home. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be something to watch. Uh, is there anything to add to this? Uh, current Cardinals matchup? Yeah, not a whole lot. I just think, like Tyler said, Eagles are, are bound for a loss here because, like, I look at their five wins here and they find new ways to win every week. So week one was the shootout win against Detroit, obviously. Week two, defensive shutdown of, of the Vikings. Week three was just the mixture of offensive p- firepower and then shutdown on defense. And then week four was the comeback against Jacksonville, you know, 28 on answer, I think it was, or whatever. And then this week was like a gritty win where, you know, they, sh- they probably shouldn't have won, but they pulled it out. And I think even this week against Dallas would be the week that they would that they lose, and I wouldn't be shocked. Just seems like a loss is in- incoming for them. I, that, I'm with Tyler. They won't be undefeated for much longer. Yeah, I definitely think that if if there is a game that they might lose, it is definitely next week because they'll be playing the Cowboys, who just came off. Another Cooper Rush win against the defending world champions, the Rams. Um, I don't think I watched any of this game. I don't remember yeah, anything I about it. Yeah, I can touch it. on it real quick. Um, boy, oh boy. This Rams offense looks rough, man. Sucks. Really rough. And I just... Yeah. I'll... I'll I'll talk about the game real quick and then just one other narrative um, a little bit longer. But, you know, Cooper Cup is him. It's very clear. Cooper Cup is him. Um, yeah. he, there's no stopping that man. Matthew Stafford, um, get this guy in a retirement home already. Um, <laughs> and then Tony Pollard over Zeke is very clear at this point. Start giving Tony Pollard all the rushes. Uh, get Zeke in a retirement home already. Um, but besides that, you know... Um, not a whole lot to talk about, to be honest with you. Cooper Cup, good. Tyler Higby, he's been good. Um, yeah, so... Everything else sucks. I've been seeing this narrative where they're like, do they let Cooper Cup continue playing when Dak comes back healthy? No! No! 
Why would you? No. You said Cooper. Oh, Cup. you're just saying that because they're paying him. No. No, I am not. Like the 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 Cowboys with Dak Prescott have been a top ten, if not top five, scoring offense every year that he has played. The years that he hasn't played, they are below twenty. So the fact that people are even considering this is absolutely mind-boggling. And they're like, "Oh, you're just a uh, you're just following the money." Yeah, Dak is that good, bro. He makes this offense so much better. And while yes, Cooper Rush is a very competent backup who has gotten four wins in a row. This defense has a very big say in those four wins, and Cooper Rush just being a game manager just has really won them those games. So, for those people saying Cooper Rush over Dak Prescott when he gets back, uh, you don't know ball, okay? That's it. Yeah, uh, two things. Uh, When you were talking about Cooper Rush, I think you said Cooper Cup more than once. Cooper Cooper Cup good, Cooper Rush not. Good. Well, not better than uh, Dak. Yeah. yeah. Plus, uh, I think you're a little close to your mic because my my headphones. <laughs> yeah. So no, I loud. I moved my mic closer for this com- conversation because uh, it just. Uh, what if our our roommate was like, why would you put it put Dak back in? I, like you're just saying like he's the he's the reason why I wanted to go off on this tangent and it's just annoying. Casual say that say that shit. So, yeah, Hayden, if you can hear us, yeah, casual, floor so he gets the emphasis. You don't know ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Uh, sorry, sorry for the, the sorry for the uh, the deafening tones. By the way, I do apologize. One one more point about this too. I agree with Tyler. Dak should start, but wait till he's like healthy. Yes. Like, don't rush him into this game against Philly. Don't do it. Let Cooper Rush get this game, and I think they got. I don't know if they got by after that or not, but wait till wait till Dak's healthy and ready to be out there. Don't until then ride ride Rush. Are you bastards done cutting me off? Thank you. Go ahead. Bengals versus Ravens. Um, crap! What was the score of this one? Didn't the Ravens yeah, win? Nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Nineteen. Four years. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I forgot what oh, I was going to say. Um, uh, Lamar, Lamar is no, him, no, man. It's okay. He rallied in that fourth to get them in scoring position. He let a game-winning drive. There's not much more you can say. Like, yes, he had a fairly ugly game through a pick, um, but it's just going to happen with these AFC North uh, matchups. So, you know, props to... Props to Lamar, man. I mean, I, I just think, like I said earlier, he gets way too much hate. Yeah. Decker? Yeah. No, Bengals off, or Bengals offense really stay all those first couple drives of this game. Ravens defense looked good, but, man, Ravens are starting to get plagued, plagued by injuries again. Marcus Williams, you know, might return late in the season, but broken wrist for him. Mm-hmm. Michael Pierce is already on IR, out for the year. You know, Ronnie Stanley's fully not not fully there still. I don't know, man. JPP I looks good. See the, That's a bright side. Yeah, JPP. He did. He yeah. looked very good. So, but I hope the Ravens yeah. can stay healthy because I, I, I think they do. Injuries you know, are a little bit concerning for this good. defense, but um, 
I mean, it did it did not stop like them stopping this Bengals run the run attack, which has not been good this whole year. So they need to pick no. that up ASAP. I don't think Mixon's had a run longer than twenty yeah, yards. No. If if that I haven't seen one. Yeah, uh, and now to to our final game, which is the Raiders versus the Chiefs. Uh, we'll keep this very brief because we're because because we're approaching the end. Uh, Chiefs were Chiefs. Raiders were Raiders at the end when they ran into each other, uh, Renfro and Adams. So I'm going to ask you boys one question. I want you to only answer this question. How much money is that cameraman getting, and why is it above <laughs> six figures? Um, he's, well, wow. He sold it, man. He was... I mean, I get being emotional after a tough loss like that, but like you got to know Stupid. right from wrong. <laughs> like, like, geez, come on. Now, mm-hmm. I will say... That would not happen if he was in green and gold, man. Like it just would not. So it lost. Las That's Vegas, not part of the question. Las Vegas Declan, is changing. Him. Las Vegas is changing. Him. That's all I'm gonna say. That, that wasn't uh, part it, of the question, Mr. Knoxical. Be- Mr. Decker, continue. <laughs> That's a, that, that wasn't part of the question. You, you're currently okay. overstepping. Just to touch on the game. But, no, no. Just to um, touch on the game real quick. I, I will. I will say something. Um, the connection between Patrick Mahomes. And Travis Kelsey, it's got to be telepathic, right? Like they they've got to be like talking to each other through like wavelengths or like Bluetooth or something, because you've never seen that long umbilical cord yeah. that just like is is like, attaching the man, two of them. Four touchdowns is just so insane for a tight end. Like, man, Kelsey's good. And then on the other side of the ball, Josh Jacobs, he's really having a a really good season so far. Like, started off a little slow, but has really come on. So, um, this it's not easy to run behind that Las Vegas O line, but he seems to be doing it and seems to be doing it really, really well. So, props to him. Yeah, yeah. Decker, anything to add? Yeah, you just knew when it was seventeen nothing Raiders. You're like, man, Chiefs. You just knew Chiefs were gonna come. Yeah, back just like the I mean, the it, divisional game against the the Texans a couple years back. Yep. Like you just you just yeah. know, but but yeah, man, Kelsey's <laughs> they just got such a good connection. I mean, just what a weird stat line! Just seven for twenty five and four yeah. touchdowns. Absolute red zone monster. It was mm-hmm. it was it was fun to watch. Won a won a lot of yeah. people fantasy matchups. It, it, it yeah well it, yeah one well one almost everyone their fantasy. Oh, matchups. Decker, Decker, how Not did you me, do? But oh, that's right. Not me, but it you did win. Lost. It did win. Sam, so oddly enough, it didn't win me my matchup, but it did win Sam and, and our roommates' oh, league, did it. where gotcha. Sam yeah. had Carlson and Kelsey, and they went for like forty nine, yeah, fifty. Yeah, no, Carlson had sixteen points, I think, and Kelsey had Kelsey 33. had thirty three. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Deck with the rough sledding in his fantasy matchup. And rough sledding in the locks this week. So, Decker, I, 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 I know we're currently overstepping the grounds of this episode being just reactions, but please tell me you're locking just one team <laughs> the next week. Yeah. You're, you're locking one team? I like one team. That'll probably go against me, but I like one team. Uh, we should mention that our next episode uh sam will not be on it i believe um 
No, he, I will not. He, I have a wedding yeah. in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> what's so funny? Um, what's what, what? What's so funny? Uh, just take the set. Because take I the am set literally, because 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 I am literally going for a nice. Okay, wedding so Sam's gonna be in a, to, in a he's gonna be at a wedding in Arizona. Okay, um, so uh, good. Yeah. Uh, I hope you enjoy. We might have a guest podcaster with us. It might just be me and Decker, um, but uh, stay tuned. Um, we'll we'll see how it goes without a host. I think it'll go just as smooth, if not better. Um, so look look nope. forward to that episode. For all those who cannot stand Sam's voice, we've got an episode coming just for you. Well, good thing that they, they will get plenty of my voice as I do the outro. Thank you all for listening to our podcast today. Uh, we did go longer than normal, but I hope that that was only pleasurable for 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 everyone listening. We only hope this uh, episode is on... only pleasure to your ears. Yeah. Yes. Only. Exactly. Uh, only. Exclusively. But, yeah, you can check us out on Instagram or on TikTok. Uh, name is Moderately Athletic Podcast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And have a good night, everyone.